0: I'm coming through your earbuds or speakers again, people. And who is I? I am your host, Wanda Thibodeau, and this is the Faithful on the Clock podcast, the show all about getting your faith and work aligned. Over the next five to 10 minutes or so, I'm going to talk about how God is an ever-present hell and what that means for your leadership style as you try to ensure good mental health for yourself and your team. Let's get it covered. So as you probably know, companies are really starting to operate in a more human-centric way. And all I mean by that is that they're trying to recognize that people are people rather than robots, that they've really, they have really have complicated, interconnected situations, and they need a lot of different things to succeed. And within that, um, mental health is getting a lot of press. Um, leaders are trying to find all kinds of ways to support their teams, whether that's paying for therapy options, um, offering flexible schedules, there's a lot of good, really positive change going on. And as companies become more transparent, a lot of leaders are becoming more willing to try to take care of themselves mentally and to erase the mental health stigma. There was a survey back in 2018, I think it was, uh, from Northwest Northwest Venture Partners uh, that showed that one out of five CEOs see a therapist now about a third work with a wellness coach. Um, And I'll leave a link to the show notes so you can explore that a little bit more in depth. But the main thing I want to point out is that through a lot of these mental health campaigns, there's a big push to encourage individuals to actually reach out and admit that they need help. Um, You know, we're trying to normalize the ask, so to speak, which of course is a good thing. And when you think about God and how he responds to an ask for help, There's never any question that he's listening. Matthew 7, verse 7 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Now, to be clear, I don't think that that verse means that God's just going to give you whatever you want. Because sometimes we don't always know what God has planned or it's just not good for us. Um, You know, I could say, hey, God, give me a million pizzas. And God would probably say, no, dude, I'm not going to do that. You would hurt yourself and you would get sick if you ate that much. But it's true in the sense that we can ask with confidence and that there's no limit to what God can give you. Uh, we never have to worry about whether God is paying attention. In the office, though, or at home or with friends, I think it's really hard to do that. We get so busy and we can have our own goals. And so I think sometimes we get disconnected from other people. And so they very well might come to you and ask for help with something, whether that's guidance on an opportunity, um, you know, mentoring them so they don't stress. They might actually come to you and verbalize what they want or need. They're doing their part and being proactive. But then we kind of drop the ball. You know, we put off changing their schedule or we don't make the call to introduce them to somebody. And so they kind of just languish. And so I really just want to challenge you as leaders or even new professionals to not let that ball drop after the ask. Uh, don't get so caught up in the idea that their grit alone is going to carry them through because I know so many people. I've tried everything I know and hit walls myself. And sometimes people really are pounding on the door as hard as they can and giving it everything. And they just need someone else to put the key in the lock and open up. It's not just their effort that counts. It's how you react to that effort that a lot of the time makes the biggest difference. And since I'm a former music major, I always like to illustrate this with the story of Aaron Copeland and Leonard Bernstein. Both were really well-known composers. Copeland did a lot of symphonic settings of American folk music, was a really respected teacher, conductor. And Bernstein, who was a virtually unknown musician at the time, he connected with Copeland, who he thought was pretty talented. But then what Copeland did pretty much uh, what Copeland did next pretty much guaranteed that Bernstein would be successful. He actually wrote a letter to a friend and advocated on Bernstein's behalf. You know, said what his talents were. Uh, he asked the recipient of the letter to keep Bernstein in mind for any music openings. And Bernstein and Copeland would go on to be great friends, but just as important, that advocacy Copeland's willingness to speak up and go to bat for Bernstein, you know, to put it in perspective, given Copeland's clout at the time, it would be like Warren Buffett or someone like that going to the board at Berkshire Hathaway and telling them, you know, a little bit about money, that you know a little bit about money and investing. And it absolutely helped launch Bernstein's career. And he ended up writing all kinds of stuff, you know, um, West Side Story, Candide, On the Town, he conducted with the New York Philharmonic, the Metropolitan Opera, and he just became this massive powerhouse. And all because someone else who already had influence paid attention and went out on a limb to help. So, of course, you're not going to be able to do everything for everybody. Uh, you know, you're human too. Your resources are always going to be the best. But I think you have an obligation. I don't care what level you are at or what your role is, at least to pay attention, to do your absolute best to hear the asks. And remember, those don't have to be directly said. Sometimes you can see it in somebody's body language or even in the data they bring you. And especially because people are still getting comfortable with being more direct about what they need. I think you need to be intentional about helping even when the direct ask isn't there. And if you're a leader and if you've got a lot of connections or experience, you have to remember too, just like we don't always know what's best for us and God says, hey, don't worry, I got you. I'm going to put you over here. You have to watch and use your expertise to put people on the right path they don't even know that they should ask for. So the bottom line is, as a leader, you have a choice. Are you going to keep that door locked? Are you going to prioritize systems and products and your own path ahead of other people? Or are you going to try your darndest to follow God's example and be as much of an ever-present help that you can? Because I'll tell you something right now. People absolutely respond to feeling supported and valued. And they don't just hand that back to you and help you. They pay it forward to other people too. So write the email, change the schedule, have the heart to heart talk, make the program, whatever it is, at least show others that your intent is to stay with them and to make their lives better. It's always better, even if things don't pan out, that people know you tried to have their back and that they're not facing it all alone. So let me pray. God, Psalm 46 verse 1 reminds us that you are our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. And even though we might not be able to give everybody everything the way you can, move on our hearts so that we always have the desire to help, to always open the door and be loving the way you are. Keep our ears and eyes open so that we don't miss those nonverbal cues that somebody might need us. And give us the courage to step forward in support, even if that means we have to grow, and face what's uncomfortable ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. I could go on and on about this. Mental health is very near and dear to my heart, but I gotta wrap the episode up. In the next episode, I'm going to be talking about what it takes to build a legacy brand, even when everything around you changes in a rapid-fire way. Right now, I'm going to go try to do for somebody else today and be that help. And I hope you'll do the same. Connect with me on any of my social media channels. Send me an email at taking underscore dictation at yahoo.com or send me a message at patreon.com forward slash faithful on the clock. Let me know how you're working to support others and how that's transformed something in your business or life. And until next time, be blessed.